Hey, welcome to Thursday. We got a great show for you. We talk a little bit about the impeachment. In fact, we talk a lot about the impeachment hearings. Uh, we have Chris Stewart, uh, who is a representative in Congress that is there. He's on the um, the Intel Committee. He has kind of an interesting uh, view. We also had a whistleblower uh, recruiter on the air. The impeachment recap with Bill O'Reilly as well. We talk a little Star Wars, Disney Plus, and conservatives. Yes, we are still those nerds in high school. <laughs> All that and more on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Wow, was the hate mail out in force last night? This comes from Perry. I'm pleased to see that you didn't somehow manage to stop being a complete and utter moron while I wasn't looking. It's good to know that even in this topsy-turvy world, there are things I can count on. And that's the unhinged stupidity of Glenn Beck being one of those. Apparently, Perry didn't like the special last night. Kustis wrote and said, Glenn, this thread proves you haven't learned a single thing from your various conspiracy theorizing fiascos during the Obama era. Jewel said pretty much the same thing. Glenn, you're peddling conspiracy theories again. I'm waiting you to pull an L. Ron Hubbard and start your own religion similar to Scientology. Ooh. Nathan wrote oh, in. Let's not just dismiss that idea. What? Let's not dismiss that idea. Oh my gosh, I never even thought of that. How much money could we make? There we go. Let's they do build it. nice places. <laughs> uh, Nathan says, sounds like you're making this up and you're hoping to hook some impressionables into taking it further. Tavish, I see we're sticking with the they did it to defense, which wasn't even part of the special in any way. Matt, diverting attention from Trump crimes, I see. Par for the course, you're pathetic. Dobro wrote in and said, uh, your Nazi ass will be up on a platform like Nuremberg. Say hi to Satan when you get home. Oh, have you met my teenagers? So it's a really, truly incredible how none of those people even watched it. And conspiracy theory is going to be what people say. And I'm prepared for it because, yes, we took on George Soros last night. I got I got an email in from this. This guy is one of the best researchers I, I know. Uh, I, I've tried for 20 years to get him to work for me, but no I've got too important of a job, whatever. <laughs> he, write, he wrote to me last night or this morning at 1.20 a.m. Come on, man. I'm not even all the way through this thing, and I'm pausing, archiving videos and documents, making notes, putting pieces together. This is incredible. It fits with pluralism. It fits with the tech companies censoring. It fits with the deep state. It's a Rosetta Stone. Lord, I've got 50 browser window opens, and it just doesn't end. I'm going to be up all night with this, and I haven't finished even watching. There's so much corruption, I can't tell where to start or stop. And they used our tax money to do a huge chunk of it. I know nobody wants to put former politicians in jail, but this is BS. Someone needs to swing for all of this. I'm down the rabbit hole now on the former CEOs of, I'm not going to tell you where. Um, <clears throat> this is one hell of a job. The Beck team, thank you. Now what? Will the media ever dip a toe in it? Who will stand up in the Senate and blow ballistic on this? It feels to me like no one has the balls to do it, but I pray I'm wrong. Now what? The thing aired last night. Give us a freaking break. <laughs> now What? You know, but that now, was a, now we sleep. Okay, <laughs> yeah, or try. Mm -hmm. um, that was a lot of the mail that I saw last night. The response of, "Okay, I'm watching," but honestly, Glenn, now what? What do we do? Well, I will tell you that I hoped to be announcing something uh, on Monday, 
um, that I think you're really, really, really going to like. Um, but I, I have to push it out another week. But I, you'll be able to put some things together um, as you listen on Monday because uh, I'm going to be someplace Monday, and you'll, you'll, you'll hear about it on Monday. Um, uh, we had dozen of peop- dozens of people write in and say, I was blocked out of YouTube at one point. Uh, and had to finish watching on Facebook, the notification I and many others got was private video. We did have some problems. We're reloading it uh, now onto uh, YouTube. So if you missed it, it should be up uh, in the next 45 minutes. I, I can't tell you what uh, uh, what happened. Um, also, let's see. Let's see uh, these. Glenn, I've watched your show and listened to you for many years now. I share your passion for saving America and our republic as it was originally established. I just finished watching the Ukraine video, um, the Democrats' Hydra, and I needed to reach out to you. I'm not clear what you meant by doing our own homework. Like me, there are many that just don't know what to do. Now, I want to define what I said last night. At the end of the special, and thank you for watching it, at the end of the special, um, I told you that in January, we hope to be um, unveiling another tentacle of this octopus, if you will, uh, and one that's happening here in the United States. And it came to me uh, through state officials in multiple states uh, that... um, for some reason, decided to clue me in on something. And I don't think I really understood. I mean, I understood it at one level, the magnitude of it, and it's huge. But put together with Hydra, and it's it's knockout punches. It really is. And um, it's why I've, I've been a little, you know, like, okay, um, I think we should turn to God pretty soon. Because this is way, way down the road. Uh, and um, and I said to you last night, if you watch the Democrats Hydra, the special we did last night, do not, do not go off the path. This path is loaded on both sides with conspiracy theories. And everything we presented last night for the first time we we tried this, and I think it was very useful, we in real time during the special were social, using social media to push out all of the documents, all of the video, everything that we talked about. It went out on social media as we were doing it. Um, and you need to stay on documents that are from the State Department, uh, the the FOIA-requested documents that we showed. Don't go off of anybody's opinion. Last night, I tried to give you the places where I said, this is not a fact. This is just a question that needs to be answered. So be very, very careful, because we cannot add to the problem. What we do have to do is go to the Congress. I am, quite honestly, I'm terrified to talk to my friends in Congress because, Stu, how did you feel watching it last night? Pat was here in the studio. He wanted to watch it live. Mm -hmm. And he said to me afterwards, he said, this is horrible. This is one of the worst things I've heard on the country. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are sort of getting on board with it because it tells you so much about the impeachment that's going on right now. It is the Rosetta Stone of the impeachment. Yeah. And as Pat said last night, Glenn, I understand things from 2008 now. I, I like things this. It really is the Rosetta Stone. Once you have this piece. You're like, oh, my gosh, that explains that and that and that. And now I know why this whistleblower is never going to show up in a courtroom. Never. They can't allow him to testify. So how did you feel? I mean, it, it's overwhelming. Uh, and there is, you just pointed out 2008, right? That's 2008 has nothing to do with this impeachment, right? But it, right. it, it you know. But it does. Right. That's where I think it, it opens up into a much, much bigger story. 
So I think it's interesting because you can take out of it a lot and, and understand what's going on in Washington this week. But you can also understand what's going on in Washington over this quarter century and what's easily, coming, and what's our coming, way. coming our way. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's important to understand all of it. And uh, it kind of gives you that that window, I think, to be able to take it in. It's not easy. I mean, I, you know, I don't think I would I certainly wouldn't present this if I was a a cable news executive and, and had, you know, CNN's audience. I wouldn't even attempt to present this to him. I mean, there's a. There's a there's a group of people here that that had gone to the blaze and, and listen to this radio show every day that are willing to do the work and really like use their brain to yeah, engage this is themselves. Not, this was not an easy story to yeah. tell, and it, it is a testament. I, I've said this about this audience a uh, hundred times. I think this is the the smartest, most charitable, kind, reasonable audiences ever. To be assembled. I really do believe that. Mm -hmm. And last night, to have the audience size that I think we had uh, last night, and 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 therefore, I, you know, I said to I said to Pat beforehand, I said, "Tell me when you think you'd tune out, when you'd be like, I I can't, I just can't follow it, or I can't, I've, I'm on overload because it was nonstop, two hours, and it was like." shotgun blast after shotgun blast after shotgun blast and uh i said to him afterwards i said how long would you have lasted he said uh all the way to the end he said this was the most riveting package of information i've ever i've ever seen and i don't think there's anybody else that would do it or could do it it's also tough to do without uh, commercial breaks uh, with commercial breaks yeah um, so i think the as far as the radio audience is concerned, because you can watch the whole thing on YouTube and get the whole package. I, I know over over time here, we're going to be doing a lot of this stuff to make sure that the radio audience gets it too. Um, but and it's really hard to do on radio. We are mm -hmm. currently, so you know, we are currently trying to rewrite everything for radio and for podcasts. And I mean, we already have enough for a book on this. Um, and we're trying to get it out in all formats, but it's very difficult without visuals. And obviously you can't see the, the documents and things right. like that. Uh, but it's important that, you know, this thing gets spread around as easily as possible. It's one of the reasons, you, you know, you make it, you, know, you put it on YouTube for free, right? So yeah. that people can actually access it and pass it around to people. Um, but it, it is, you watch the testimony going on. You watch how they protect certain people. Oh you my gosh. Watch the, the, you listen to the answers they give. In these I, feel so much, I feel so much better today than I did yesterday because yesterday I was watching the testimony and my head was going to explode because I know what the information I had in America didn't have. And if you watch this last night and then you watch the impeachment, you see you're like, oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, I understand why Adam Schiff is Adam Schiff is saying this right now. I know why they're protecting this person, that person. I know exactly why they're testifying to this today. It's incredible. And now it's just going to have to go to the Senate and hope that the Senate isn't like, yeah, well, we know all this and it's not going to change. Because if this, if this is the way the United States government runs, if this is what we do, I I don't I'll I'll vote for people who say I'm going to help stop that. I mean I can't vote for people who are involved in this. And the good news is is Donald Trump he exposed this, and you'll see as in the special last night he stopped some of this. Whether he knew exactly how big this whole thing was, I don't know. But he stopped funding, you know, in some of the cases right away, and. Uh, and that was refreshing, and that is why he must not be president, according to the left. He must not. State Department, intelligence, he has to be stopped because he'll blow this system up. And the whole system was made to be, in their own words, um, made to be uh, institutionalized so no one could ever stop it. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. 
It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. So a member of the uh, House Intelligence Committee is uh, Chris Stewart, and he joins us now from Washington, D.C. Hello, Chris. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. How was the uh, how was the impeachment yesterday? Uh, well, you know, we've been doing this for going on four years, and frankly, it's getting a little wearisome. I mean, how many hearings, how many depositions, how many news stories, how many leaks, how much fake news? Uh, but, Glenn, I got to say, I, I, I mean, there was such anticipation with this band. Of course, it's the first open hearing. It's the first time the American people actually get to listen to these witnesses. Mm-hmm. I think the Dems set themselves up in the sense that they expected a Watergate moment. They expected John Dean. They expected the drama. And, it's, it's, you know, and I don't think there was a single American who watched this who at the end of it goes, oh, man, we have got to impeach this president. We've got to impeach him right now. There just wasn't any kind of any kind of drama to it or anything that really was going to convince anyone. So it, what is their plan, Chris? What is the, I know they meet again tomorrow, and they have uh, Yovanovitch is going to be in front of you guys, right? Yeah, who is, by the way, someone who was removed from her position, something which happens all the time. And she was removed from her position just a few months before her tour was over, and she was removed months before any of this happened. Uh, she She was not in position as ambassador when any of this happened. It was... So what is it? So what is it that they're what is it they're expecting to get from her? Well, Glenn, I think strategically, just in the big picture, this is this is the same thing that we as as, as I started out. It's the same thing we've been seeing for a couple of years now. I, I, they know that the Senate's not going to remove him from office. They know that they put some of their people in a bind, but by and large, the Democrats are going to fall in line. They will vote to support impeachment, and I think this has one strategy only, and that is just to weaken the president just to make it less likely that he's going to be reelected in 2020. I think Representative Green had it exactly right. We've got to impeach him or he's going to be reelected. This yeah. is a tool. Let me let me let me, and- let me play the actual audio from Al Green. It's only four seconds long, but it's worth hearing this from his mouth. Here's Al Green. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. <laughs> I mean, that's an amazing statement. It's an amazing statement, yeah. Chris. Well, every once in a while, someone will say something they actually mean, and and but not something they you know they want people to hear, and and I think that's what this was. He was just speaking the truth, and again, they know that the Senate's not going to remove him from office. They know the American people should be able to decide this in the next election. This is just their hope, their best strategy to diminish him so that it's less likely he'll be impeached. It'll so be interesting. Go ahead. It'll be interesting. You're breaking up a little bit, Chris. Yeah, I'm sorry. It'll be sorry. interesting. I was listening to you and Bill O'Reilly uh, about how you know how this thing blows back or not, and I don't know that it that it does. I but I think it's very likely that this is this is to the president's benefit when this is over. Well, I will tell you if the Senate picks it up, um, I think it will be. But they have to expose what's really going on. They they have to expose the the uh, connections to the the Democrats and what they were doing by uh, by using our embassy, the State Department, Intel, the Ukrainians to actually influence our election. Everything that they accuse Donald Trump of doing, they themselves have done. And if if this just goes away and they don't have to pay for a, what they've put this country through for the last four years with all of these trials that they knew were bogus uh, and the 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 actual crimes that they were committing over in Ukraine. If they get away with it, it's only going to empower them for whoever is the next president or the next term. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, I, I got a sidebar for just a minute to make this, uh, you know, this ironic uh, ad- realizing this for what two and a half years we were told about the russian collusion russian collusion and it was never ever referred to as a conspiracy theory and for two and a half years we knew that it was and now when we want to talk about the ukraine the media never ever mentions that without the the 
un, uh, unverified conspiracy theory. As if to even mention it means you're wearing a tin hat around and you've lost your mind. And there are serious and legitimate questions regarding that, as you have pointed out again and again. Uh, Chris, we, we have the audio tape and how, I mean, I tracked it down on a special we did a couple of weeks ago on how they're calling this a discredited conspiracy theory. They're using um, uh, they're using uh, these little word games to dismiss things out of hand that can't be the reason why that guy. There were two guys that were um, that were supposed to go to prison and they say the media says, no, that is that was that was thrown out of court. Well, they were convicted and then because they were in the uh, the parliament and you can't. Uh, you can't convict somebody on this in parliament. They were parliamentary members, some weird, crazy law. They didn't overturn the conviction. They just said, we can't we can't hold them for this crime. And that's how they yeah, exactly. that's how the press is saying this is a conspiracy theory. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, well, there's. There's two, two, two things that have come into our political lexicon. Interesting. One of them is conspiracy theory, which is basically anything that you and I realize is real and needs to be investigated. And the second thing is, you know, when they say uh, without evidence. So when you and I ever, ever mention a fact or something that happened, they say, well, they say this without evidence, blah, blah, blah. But, but Glenn, there is, I think, one thing that's hopeful for us, and that is this. I was talking with some of my colleagues in the Senate two nights ago. And they have the ability to call their own witnesses. Yes. They have the ability to go where the house, where we can't go because of Adam Schiff and the bridle he puts on us and the ability of us to call witnesses or bring facts forward. The Senate is not constrained by that. And that's where I think that this thing falls back into their laps in a, in a, in a very powerful way because they may, they may rue the moment that they sent this to the Senate and opened the door for them to actually investigate some of these other things that they have been com- entirely unwilling to do here on the House side. I tell you, Chris, it can't be just about the president because if, that, if the Senate goes into trial and they just make it about quid pro quo and try to clear him, the media and everyone else will just say they're dragging this out. They're doing and they will. They are hoping that the impeachment will stain the Republicans and not the Democrats because you guys will go into investigations. You need to do the impeachment and 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 put all of these call all of these witnesses to the stand and take it apart because that's the only thing a, a what will change is when you have dramatic breathtaking moments that are exposing the truth of what they did in Ukraine that's the only thing that will turn this around and i'm telling you uh you know i don't know if i'm sure you haven't um i'm going to send you uh, a link to the special we did last night but i also want to send you all of the evidence that we have and the raw monologue um, of what we exposed last night. It is horrifying, Chris, horrifying. And I know you guys know some of it, but I don't know if you know all of it. And I'm afraid to ask if you know all of it, quite honestly, because if you do and people are like, well, I, this way business is done. Oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, please send it to me. And, and you know, you have, you have done some incredible reporting on this, Glenn, and I really mean that. And please keep keep doing it. Uh, and we will do what we can to help people understand the reality of what's happened here and the actual truth. Could I come back and make a comment on just this process in general? Yes. Um, and that, and that is a lot of people I talk to, they're discouraged by it. And I am as well, in a sense. I just think it sets such a terrible precedent for the future of our nation if this is impeachable and the divisiveness of it. But I think it's going to be okay for two reasons. I think worst case, it just freezes everyone where they are. 48% of the people want him impeached, 48% of people don't, and we'll have the election and let the American people decide. But I really think there's a possibility, especially when this thing moves to the Senate, that there's new information that can come out that really does change the way people understand this, really does change the way they view this. Some of this information is what you've been talking about. And again, that's why I think they may they may absolutely brew the day they did this. In the I think they will. The, it, yep. 
it gave them us an opportunity to bring mm-hmm. this information forward. If you guys do it in the Senate and you bring it all forward, I think they are going to rue the day. They are, they are intentionally roping off anyone that can get into any of the stuff that they must have hidden. They don't want you to talk to that whistleblower for a very clear reason. And the documents I'm going to send to you, and by the way, if you're listening, the the documents that I'm going to send to Chris are available at glenbeck.com right now. Just look at this, the whole monologue with all of the videos, all of the documents, everything firsthand, so you have them. But those documents show the whistleblower's fingers all over the corruption yeah. in Ukraine, all over. And I'm telling you, Chris, they can't have that guy uh, testify or it yep. all comes undone. Which is why yesterday we forced a vote. Now we're going to lose a vote. We did. But we compelled them to vote on will you bring the whistleblower before the committee? So why and don't you? Won't. Why and don't you? Will. Everybody says it's not against the law uh, to reveal his name. Why don't you all? Just say at the beginning of your question, by the way, the whistleblower is this person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for one thing, Glenn, I mean, we could and I'm not hesitant to do that, but I I don't really care who he is. I just want to have him and and the things that he's done. Exposed to the American people. So well, but but Adam about. Schiff said yesterday, "Oh, I beg your pardon. I don't even know who it is." Which is, yeah, you can't get him it's on nonsense. perjury for that. Yeah, that's yeah, nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. Everyone, place, everyone, everyone knows who he is. But Adam Schiff has known who he is far before any of the rest of us. But but again, that's why we wanted to compel this testimony. He is the one witness. If you if you, uh, out of the six or, or eight that we've requested, he's absolutely the first witness we want to hear from. For a number of reasons, one of them being you can't compel the impeachment of the president of the United States and not have to answer some questions regarding that. Yeah. And, you know, Mr. Schiff said originally that we're going to hear from him. He said, you bet we're going to hear from him shortly. And then they realized the ties that he had and the information he had. And they thought, well, that's the last person in the world we're going to put. Oh, my gosh. I have been comparing him to Al Capone's uh, accountant. Al Capone might have loved the guy, but you can't let him testify because once this guy testifies, the whole empire falls apart. And I I think that's what this guy has. Um, All right, Chris, thank you so much. Um, uh, Please pass on uh, our heartfelt uh, thanks to all those Republicans who are actually standing up and uh, fighting this uh, every day, especially you guys in the Intelligence um, Committee. And we look forward to it. tomorrow is the ambassador. Then what happens after that? Is there more of a plan? No, we've, yeah, well, we've got, I don't know. I think we've got. We, we miss. Oh, my God. They're silencing him. They're silencing Chris Stewart. Is he there? He's gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, this my God. how it happens. This is and how they take them all out. He was talking about the whistleblower and deep state took him out. We lost him. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. Bill O'Reilly is here to uh, give us his take on the impeachment. Really looking forward to it. He studied it last night. He watched it all day yesterday. What did you walk away with uh, on the impeachment hearings? Bill O'Reilly. Well, first, we have to talk about the defamation of you describing me as old. <laughs> Ancient? Um, yeah, my, my attorney, Swifty. <laughs> yeah. Online. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I thought you were talking about Whoopi Goldberg there for a moment. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned my name. Yeah. All right, so I watched the, um, the impeachment hearings, and I watched it as an American. I want everybody to know that, not as a pro-Trump or anti-Trump yep. pundit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as an American citizen who loves his country and wants the best for it. So one word sums up what I saw, and that is fiasco. It was a fiasco. And the reason is that 
still, after all of the verbiage, all of the bloviating, I still don't know what the crime is or the high misdemeanor. I don't know what it is. Well, they were clearly yesterday going, uh, walking all around it, but they were building the case, I think, yesterday that it's bribery. But you start in any kind of a judicial hearing, you start with the offense. Right. So here's the offense, and we're going to prove it. And then the defense attorney goes, oh, you're not going to prove it. He didn't do it. But here, I got a guy with a bow tie. Um, I thought he was one of the SX Mouseketeers that I remember <laughs> watching when he was a kid. I, I try to trace that right. back. Yeah. Who, who actually said nothing. I don't remember one word the man said. Then I have an ambassador, William Taylor, who was very credible. All right, he read the longest statement in the world, longer than William Henry Harrison's inaugural address that got him killed. All right. All right. It was longer than that. Yeah. And then I said, well, maybe Taylor, you know, uh, let me listen to this guy. And here's where Taylor lost all credibility. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So after he goes through the litany of, well, I was told, uh, and this person told me, and then I heard, and then it might have been, after he goes through all of that, never he saw or he did it. No, never that. All hearsay. Then the Republican says to him, are you aware that there is a Justice Department investigation into possible corruption involving Ukraine in the 2016 election? Are you aware of that? And you know what he said? Can you repeat the question? Over, he heard the question. All right. He heard it. He was trying to buy time because he couldn't. He didn't have an answer. And that is the crux of the whole thing. That's the defense of Donald Trump. There's an investigation into corruption, alleged activities by the Obama administration during the 2016 campaign and after President Trump was inaugurated by the Justice Department. The president is trying to get information about that. That's the defense. Period. It is. It's a valid defense. Right. And uh, I don't think either of them knew uh, about that. I, I, uh, I think both. Possible, it is absolutely. If you are the ambassador in, uh, you know. You have to know you, that. You, th- there was a trial. Two people that were very high up in the government were convicted. Right. How, so how do you not know that? He knows, but he couldn't answer. And that tells me he's not an honest man. Yeah. All right. That he was there in an agenda uh, forum. Do we have, so, hang on just a second, Bill. I want to play another piece of, of his testimony when Jim Jordan went after him. Do we have the Jim Jordan uh, piece? Because I'd love to, I'd love to get your reaction to this. Listen, Bill. Let me read it one more time. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison that I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmouk on September 1st, 2019 in connection with Vice President Pence's visit to Warsaw and a meeting with President Zelensky. We got six people having four conversations in one sentence and you just told me this is where you got your clear understanding. Which, I, I mean, even though you had three opportunities with President Zelensky for him to tell you, you know what, we're going to do these investigations to get the aid. Didn't tell you three different times. Never makes an announcement, never tweets about it, never does a CNN interview. Ambassador, you weren't on the call, were you? The president, you didn't listen on President Trump's call and President Zelensky's call? I did not. You've never talked with Chief of Staff Mulvaney? I never did. You never met the president? That's correct. You had three meetings again with Zelensky and it didn't come up. And two of those they had never heard about as far as I know. And president there was Zelensky, no reason for and it. President Zelensky never made an announcement. This, this is what I can't believe. And you're their star witness. You're their first witness. Mr. You're Jordan. the guy. You're the guy based on this. Based on, I mean, I've seen, I've seen church prayer chains that are easier to understand than this. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told, now again, this is, I hereby swear and affirm from Gordon Sondland. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison and I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmouk on September 1st, 20. This all happens, by the way. This all happens, by the way, in Warsaw, where Vice President Pence meets with President Zelensky. And guess what? They didn't talk about any linkage either. Stop. I mean, Bill. Yes. That's the most incredible. He said in his testimony... No, I didn't think any quid pro quo was going on. I had three meetings over three months. But then I talked to this guy and yeah, I was convinced. Me. Right. Somebody told me and then they overheard. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. All right. But everybody knows that. So that's why I started this 
with one word, fiasco. And it is a fiasco, and I believe most Americans now will turn away. Number one, is incredibly boring. I mean, you really, I, for the first time in my life, Beck, I was begging for Dr. Phil to come on. <laughs> All right, first time in my life, give me Dr. Phil. All right, because that's how boring it was. And so now the networks are in a quandary. They can't continue to broadcast this stuff because nobody's going to watch it. And I believe most Americans, even if they won't tell the pollsters, say this is bull. You know, we know Nixon instructed justice. We know Clinton lied and was perjured himself under oath. But this this is a bunch of garbage. And let's be real for a second here as far as what actually happened. Donald Trump wanted dirt on Joe Biden. He did, all right, because that's what they all want. Every single politician I have ever met wanted dirt on a possible opponent or an opponent. Every one. But there is no evidence that Trump said, oh, I'm not going to give this country aid unless they fabricate. No. He asked them to do him a favor and cooperate with the investigation and look into certain matters. Any president would do that if this is now the standard every single president as i said on billoreilly.com last night every president going forward if his or her party does not control the house will be impeached you'll find something all right and then you'll impeach so the whole system's collapsing before our eyes aided and abetted by the media because they are the drivers behind this. If the media had been skeptical of it and criticized the Democrats for doing it, Pelosi never would have done it. Agree. So how does this end, Bill? It ends quickly. Uh, Old Mitch McConnell, I call him Wiley Coyote. I call him a turtle. He's a wily turtle. (sighs) And he already knows what he's going to do. He already has it. So he said last night to the press, well, you know, we're going to have to, if they refer it to us, we'll have to, you know, do it. It'll be like a day. Um, I think that's and a huge mistake. And then they'll find some procedural thing. Huge mistake. I know, I know, I know you want a big exposition of uh, the corruption and all you, of that. You have to, ex- you are exactly right about what's going to happen and the precedence that is being set now. There is, you know, there used to be some standard for, for there's no standard now you can do. They have dragged this country through four years of lies and investigations uh, just to damage this guy, just to impeach him. And if you don't make people pay for that politically and professionally, we're done. Here's where you and I disagree. All right. I think you get this done and you look, the Republican senator said yesterday, we're not even going to watch it. We're not even watching it. Okay, we're going to watch Netflix. We're not watching this. So that was a clear message like, hey, this is no way we're going to ever remove the president. So get rid of it. And then Trump campaigns. And wins again. And that is your revenge. That is the worst thing that could happen to the Democrats in the media would be Trump getting reelected. Don't you agree with that? Um, yeah, in the short term. But uh, in the Everybody's long term, they back back. There's no long term in America anymore. People's concentration spans are 30 seconds. They're already tired of this. Even if the Senate uncovers all of this stuff, they're not going to pay attention back. It is. That's not true. That's I don't believe that's true. It's that no one. Five, 30 percent. No one in the media is looks at the American people as anything other than a bunch of mindless boobs. And so what they do is they churn out. Hang on. they They churn out. They churn out programming for mindless boobs and you don't know, you know, the chicken or the egg, which is which is it? If you treat the American people uh, with respect and say this is important, here's how and you know how to craft a story, 
Americans will pay attention. They just don't believe anything that they're seeing in the media. They don't believe them. They don't believe any of it. So well, why watch it? I disagree it? on that. I think if the Senate had a two-month trial on this, that um, most Americans would not participate. Oh, you don't need a two-month two trial. You could do it in two weeks and shut it down. You just call the whistleblower. Call the whistleblower. But you can't call him because he's protected by the Bull federal government. Crap. He doesn't have you to. Don't, you cannot start an impeachment and then expect that you're not going to be called and cross-examined. That's Listen, absolutely I unreasonable. I the whistleblower on BillOReilly.com. I know. His so do name I. name and resume is, all, or is up right. there. Because I agree with you. The American people need to know what a sham this is. Exactly right. And who his lawyer is. and It's the same thing that happened to Kavanaugh. Same playbook right down the line. Right. Everything's the same. And what happened? And when, when Blasey Ford actually got in front of the American people and were asked reasonable questions with respect, it all fell apart. It all fell apart. That's correct. But this isn't even at that level. It's already fallen apart, Beck. You're not going to convince Trump haters to not hate him. It's not about so Trump. I don't understand what, what a two-week trial in the Senate. I, I just like to say, all right, two days, goodbye. This is a farce. It's ridiculous. And let's go into the campaign mode. That's what I'd like to see. I think that'd be most effective for the country. I'm going to say and let the chips fall. Uh, whatever happens next November, I'm going to send you uh, a clip from uh, last night's uh, special that I did on this. It was the third part of uh, this impeachment thing that I've done uh, mm -hmm. over the last couple of months. And uh, Bill, it, it what they're actually hiding. Why Schiff actually said. Um, oh, you, you're going to hear from this whistleblower. Oh, yeah, America needs to hear from it. And then changes his course. Is like, no, you can't talk to this whistleblower. Right. There's I a, don't even know the whistleblower. Did you catch him say that? Uh, yeah, oh, my gosh. And How? then Washington Post gave him four Pinocchios, uh, and then Pinocchio sued the Washington Post. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't compare me to Adam yeah. Schiff. That's I'm right. just Pinocchio. Don't I just my name. <laughs> That's right. I was just hanging out with donkeys. This guy's a real ass. They're all mad. All right, hang on just a second. Uh, more with Bill O'Reilly, because the president wasn't watching the impeachment uh, hearings yesterday. He was actually busy, uh, and what happened apparently... Uh, was was pretty dramatic. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. If you missed part three of the live special last night and you are not a member of The Blaze, uh, the uh, VOD version on YouTube and Blaze TV is up now. See it on YouTube. Share that with your friends who are not members of The Blaze. And I ask if you find this information important, please support us so we can do more research like this. Uh, and you can go to blazetv.com and subscribe. You'll get $20 off your subscription if you use the promo code GB20OFF. Also, we have uploaded the raw version of the research and the scripts to glenbeck.com slash hydra. Uh, and this is, this is something that we've released every piece of information, all of the evidence that what we laid out last night was true, you can find it right now at glenbeck.com slash Hydra. Pat Gray joins us, who was in the studio last night. I was surprised to see you last night. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed being there. Uh, I enjoyed checking out uh, Twitter afterwards, too, and <laughs> looking at some of the some of the negative com comments. Yeah, you really? know, yeah. yeah. But yeah. what I found interesting, there was a common thread through virtually, well, every single one that I saw. Mm -hmm. was that uh glad back in your own conspiracy good to see you're back on conspiracy theories not a single one of them addressed the content of the show of course not i i doubt they even watched it of course not of course not not one of them i mean you would think all right uh i'm curious they're not they're just not even curious i guess democrats can just do no wrong in their eyes and then they're not interested uh, it's really a shame. It's and it's, really a shame. it's it's not, you know, there is, you know, there's such a thing 
as conspiracy to commit murder. Okay, that's a crime. And it's a conspiracy to commit murder. Conspiracy is not a bad word. Conspiracy theory is what you're talking about. And that is, I'll bet you that these guys work together. That's a theory, kind of like the theory of evolution. It's not a fact. It's somebody's idea. But a conspiracy fact is when you have all of the the uh, paperwork, all of the uh, evidence, mm-hmm. everything to show, mm-hmm. yeah, this happened. Look, this person was working with this person who's working with this person all on the same page. Here's what they said they were going to do. Here's the evidence that they did it. Now that's a conspiracy fact. And that's what uh, I I enjoyed seeing. Um, who is at the source of this? Uh, as you revealed the very the, the very beginnings of this in our country, I thought that was amazing. Uh, That's the first thirty minutes. Yeah, Here's uh, that what- was. I was really afraid of that um, because that is that's tough stuff. Taking mm-hmm. you through history mm-hmm. uh, and talking about um, you know conspiracy theories and showing you from the beginning the birth of this socialist hydra mm-hmm. and you have no idea how the state department the state department was not like it is now and anybody who's honest with you knows it's the state department is a hornet's nest it's more of a scorpion's nest it is it is uh an independent thing that just everyone not everyone a lot of the people involved are the career politicians who or the career you know servants who are not going to be thrown off course i look mr mm-hmm. president i've been here longer i'll be here for the next two presidents we're not doing that and this is where you reveal uh who was at the source in america of starting this whole state department skullduggery and Do we have that clip? Do you have the clip, Sarah? Doesn't sound like this it. There guy it is, here it is. is Walter Lippmann. He's a famous American journalist and was a member of the New York Socialist Party. In fact, here's the New York Socialist Party at the beginning. In France, near the world, uh, end of World War I, he worked briefly on the staff of this guy, Edward House. Now, Edward Howes is really interesting because here he is with Woodrow Wilson and his really evil wife, who was actually president for a while, but that's a different story. Um, Here he is over here with the president. Now, House was the president's closest advisor. Wilson and House's partnership was a little shady because House wasn't a member of Wilson's cabinet. He had no official position at all, and yet he lived at the White House. In 1917, House put Lippmann in charge of a secret panel. It was a presidential top-secret research group. Here they are. It's called the Inquiry, which made up pretty much almost the entirety of the Ivy League academics. And Lippmann recruited most of the advisors and the Inquiry met in secret to design America's post-World War I plans for the world. While the inquiry was hard at work, Wilson wrote this to House, quote, when the war is over, we can force them, meaning the European allies, to our way of thinking, because by that time, they will, among other things, be financially in our hands. Holy cow, that sounds pretty evil. And it is. And thus, the unconstitutional practice of non-elected officials running the United States government began right there with Woodrow Wilson uh, and and his cohorts. Edward and you see, House and- did you know about the directive? <clears throat> did no. you know about that stuff? No. Uh, I, I didn't either. Didn't we know didn't about know it. about this stuff until we started, you know, researching. the inquiry. Yeah, the inquiry. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is like, what? Yeah. And and it's it's... The reason why we started this special with this lesson on history is because you need to show, you need to understand people dismiss all this stuff as conspiracy theory 
And it's it's not. It's all documented. In fact, uh, what was the name of the book of the CFR, the history of the CFR? Remember, we were oh. both laughing at it. Um, it it's it's called yeah. the in, uh, the inquiry is the panel that put this plan together to to um, institutionalize the Department of State outside of the the real power of the presidency uh, and uh, the inquiry. Uh, put that together and i think the name of the book that is the history done by the council on foreign relations is called continuing the inquiry <laughs> that's right yes <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, it's pretty obvious <laughs> what they're doing here um but we showed that because you need to understand how the state department grew into this monstrosity yeah and then you you continue uh through the years and you see that they're still carrying on that work and you revealed the name of one of the guys who's in this deep state cabal, uh, Alec Ross. Oof. Uh, unelected official making policy. Uh, check out this clip. Let me have Ross describe it. This is Alec Ross addressing the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine, October 2011. Watch. And the force and effect of all three of these paradigm shifts taking place at one creates a moment of remarkably disruptive change. And for those of us that work in foreign policy, the change that I would argue is actually most significant goes to this issue. Power. Jeez. Wow. Just admit Disruptive it. change. Some might can describe this as chaos. But ultimately, for those willing to exploit it, the reward is power. That guy is... Uh, is a, a remarkable individual that whose fingerprints are all over the world now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was brought on by Hillary Clinton. Uh, he is part of the uh, the Civil Society 2.0 that we were talking about last night. That is now institutionalized. That is actually training revolutionaries. I. And this guy, nobody's ever heard of, and he's he's playing an integral part in U.S. policy. We don't know about him. We've never heard of the guy, and here he is working behind the scenes. And billions of dollars are going and really to against the interest of uh, freedom, of the United States of America, and yeah. freedom. I mean, it's nuts. Uh, it's it's hard to believe this has been going on for so long, and we've never known about it. And this is why. They don't want certain people to testify in the impeachment. And it's why they're so pissed off that Donald Trump is not following standard procedure. Everybody else follows this deep state guideline. We, you do it through us. You can't do it on your own channel. Well, no, he can go through any channel he wants. He's the president. He doesn't have to use State Department channels. The guy's got his own network of contacts all over the world because of his business interests. He doesn't have to use the State Department people. There's nothing wrong with him doing what he did. But, man, they take exception to that because they're losing their power. So that's why we're – I mean, it ties it ties in to what's going on all over the world with the State Department, but it also ties into the impeachment process. Yeah, big time. It's the Rosetta Stone for the impeachment. Uh, and what's happening, what has happened recently, uh, and what is coming our way. I, I want to ask you um, – if you had the same impression, two things became very, very clear to me that uh, I had been told one of them was 10 years ago. One of them was probably 15 years ago. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.